0: Hey, welcome, my little peapods, my little sugar doodles. You are welcome here. I am so glad you are here. Um, This is my second attempt now at the first episode. I know. Um, And so we're going to take a little bit of a different turn here. Also enjoy the nice sound. The first time I did this, it was uh, pretty trash. I just made it on my phone. And um, this whole setup is super high quality. It is not mine. It is my partner's. I am a gold digger. Jokes. He's just really into like really into tech. Um, Okay, so let's get started. Uh, Not really sure what I'm going to be doing with this podcast, although I do know that I want it to be weird and I want it to be pretty woo woo. So if that's already not sounding good for you, it might be might be time to check out might not be the place for you. So um, I'll give you a moment to leave. But What I want to talk about first is just kind of how I got into this, my spiritual awakening, if you will. I know these words are cringe and a little hard for me to verbalize. So this is a good test for me to kind of practice here. So I want to kind of walk you through how I got here. It's kind of a fun story if you're into that sort of thing. If not, you can fast forward um, or leave. That's fine too. So my first go around, um, a lot, like a lot of people, I think a ton of people woke up around COVID. I think there was many people that were awake before that for sure. But I think COVID was a big, just, I mean, a waterfall event where many people I think were forced into waking up. I don't think it was as fun for a lot of people. I know a lot of people talk about like Gen Z, they, they're just, you know, born that way. And that sounds so cool and so magical. Um, but I would have to say that mine is probably the dark shadow work take where where shit was just bad for like a pretty long time, pretty long time. Um, so mine started right around COVID. Uh, I just think we were just like locked into our homes and I was with a partner at the time. We'd been dating for several years um, and it was bad, 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 bad. He wanted to, he was thinking about that we should get married. Um, We were both like stressed out at our jobs like almost never home. I was drinking a lot. Um, I was really stressed at work I traveled I did all I was really good at my job, but it was all of me and um, I was drinking I I was having an affair. I'd never I'm not no one would have ever guessed it even back then people didn't believe it But I was having an affair Um, the thing was that the partner said I could do whatever I wanted but um, you know, I kind of took that to to the nth degree whatever Um, I've worked through a lot of that, but, uh, yeah, pretty shitty. So anyway, I'm, I'm in the house. I'm locked in with this person who like, we've kind of just, are not in a good place. Like we're just triggering, looking back, we're just triggering each other to just, just so bad. Uh, And I was quite mean. That's one of the only relationships where I was like genuinely such a mean person. It's, it's kind of wild to look back on, but you know, I was going through all my things. And, uh, so in about a two week span, I had, I quit my job. I was working from home and I just quit, couldn't do it uh, left my partner, said, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. I packed up all of my belongings and I stuffed them into my car and I drove to my parents. And it was honestly like you would think I would be super scared or feeling bad, but I felt so good. I was like, this is right. Like I was obviously crying, like it was a big move, but no part of me was really second guessing it yet. Um, so I do this big, you know, drastic change in my life going back to my parents who I'm still like I've worked a lot of things out. I've been going to a lot of therapy at the time. And I think I only lasted maybe one and a half months. Maybe two months. I might have made it two months. And I was like, okay, I will I I don't think I can live live here. Um so I got another job, moved back to the same city, and and I'm a, and and what's funny is in this whole process, about a month after the breakup, I'm I am like, please take me back. I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking. I just needed a little break. Oopsie doopsie. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. The person I had an affair with was like everyone was coming out of the woodwork and everybody wanted me except the person that I wanted, which was the person I fucked over. And they were like, I think this is good for us. I think I think we need a break. And God, I'm so grateful looking back on that moment because it would have been like just such a disaster. And we just would have repeated history because I was I was like sad drinking. Oh, my God, please. I miss you. Take me back. I'd like write like romantic poems yeah i was that person um and honestly honestly they were good poems so if anyone wants to see those you let me know um anyway so oh and i lost all of my closest friends like i had a close friend best friend for like maybe over a decade at that point um and i realized that we just weren't on the same place anymore we weren't driving i was like i don't feel like this person is like i suddenly just saw through all of the relationships that i had And I ended all like all five of them either ended or drifted or were just done. Or I just like was I was like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Um, I didn't handle those very well. I'll say that now. Um, But looking back, I'm so glad that it happened the way that it did. But I I definitely didn't handle any of it like as well as I could have. But, you know, I was a mess. I was. This is like my year of like a different type of hell that was that I call my spiritual awakening. Um, anyway, yeah, so I lose all these people in my life. It's ba- I'm like so alone, but like I don't feel alone except that I'm not with my partner at the time that I really wanted back that didn't want me back. Um, so I move back to the city and I get this other job, which is like way better. I'm like writing and it's awesome and it's like this really cool crew. And, um, you know, I'm half going in, half going out because like COVID time and shit just gets weird. And I had never lived completely by myself up until that point. Like I, I'd always lived with other people. Uh, boys girls I've I've had all those experiences I never lived a hundred percent alone and I attribute it to a lot of the change and growth that I was able to have and make and it was great. I actually think that I'm a fantastic person by by themselves. Like doing, I don't really get like all that lonely except when I'm going through a breakup. Um, but I I do really well in solitude. It's usually when I have a partner that's like that will create more problems for me. Like that usually triggers triggers me shit. Um, but anyway, so so I'm realizing all of this. Sh- I I mean this like this whole I'm going through this huge heartbreak and also like just so much of my life had changed so drastically and i'm living by myself and it's like great i'm so glad i'm there but like you know i'm drinking a lot at the beginning uh for a couple months i was drinking a lot which i do not recommend but it is what i did and uh, i'm still going to a lot of therapy i was going to oh i've gone to a lot of therapy in my life um but especially that year i was going to a lot i think at one point she was like maybe we should move you to like twice a week what do you think of that and um so so she knew she knew that shit was getting bad but um so anyway, I'm just realizing so much and I'm rethinking and this is what happens and why I think spiritual awakenings happen during bad times or when shit happens or you lose a loved one or you go through a breakup or whatever it is. It's because I think that you have this preconceived notion of what your reality is. So I'm like, okay, I work this job. This is who I am. These, This is my person. These are my people. And when things, when something drastically falls out, this safe created reality that you have gets fucked like if that person just disappears you're like what the what and everything starts to get a little bit more question or when people you know opt into denial that's another i mean there's so many different routes to take that but i think spiritual awakening especially during COVID, was a huge opportunity for a lot of people to kind of access this new experience where your reality is getting fucked over But for the best, you know, like, all of these things that we've built are oftentimes to keep us safe or to keep us protected. Um, I especially during this time had this entire, like, I was so autopilot and just on this train that wasn't really going, like, it was, it was so set up. Like, in a way, I'm not saying this is what I think is happening, but, like, in some ways, I don't even know if I really had a lot of free will back then. Um, Everything just felt very laid out, and I was just, I was just operating without conscious thought. So... I'm by myself now, I'm at this new gig, I'm doing my own thing, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing all the self-love shit, I'm trying to learn how to, like, date myself, and honestly, it was actually going pretty well, um, and the drinking was bad, and the cry- I'm crying all the time, but this is what, this is what's happening, I'm I'm second-guessing, and I'm rethinking everything, and you know what, not just about my reality, because I think it was always a little, like, even as a kid, was a little, like, this shit doesn't add up, but about myself and that's that's the real kicker that is the real kicker a spiritual awakening you're just like you're just feeding on your own bullshit for so long and then all of a sudden I'm just like oh man I have so much shit I have so much shit that I just keep spitting that I'm like I, I, it was so wild all these things that I'd been doing or deciding about myself for like I can't even like, I can't even fathom. And it's interesting because you might think in your head right now, oh, like maybe she was like really egotistical or really like full of herself. It's the opposite. It's truly the opposite. I was so in this victim mentality, like everything bad was happening to me and all these other, like all those people that weren't in my life anymore. It was their fault. They did this to me. They didn't appreciate me. Like I was always the victim and it's something I still totally struggle with. But it was this concept that like, I I was this people pleaser. Like I was like, yes, whatever. And I had a lot of like strong personalities in my life because I was, you know, growing up a lot more shy. Uh, but with these people, like, you know, a lot of me would come out, but it was still like, they were just so much bigger, you know? And I was just like me and I wanted to, to almost like serve. It sounds so gross, but it was like that feeling, like that was my purpose a little bit. And And then I would like feel resentful for other people putting me in that box or whatever. And and again, this hypervigilance that I had, all related to trauma, all related to my childhood, all related to my upbringing, and also how it served me. Because it felt good. Everyone wants to be the martyr. Come on. It is like... You, and you you feed off of it. I ended up... And people aren't going to like hearing this because I have a feeling that a lot of other people are also this victim-playing victim bit. But it sucks because it's like I... You're not gonna like it but you're you're like a vampire you're you're an energy vampire i was an energy vampire nobody wants to hear that but i would say like oh, okay i guess i'll do this i'll do this and i wanted people to be like oh i'm so sorry oh you do so much oh that person doesn't appreciate you oh they don't see all the work that you do like i was seeking that out and leeching it from other people or even like doing really hard work at, at my job and then later looking for like someone to feed that back into me by feeling bad for me hopefully that makes sense but um yeah I was a little I was definitely vampire um and I get it we all do it from time to time but I was doing it I mean constantly and also unconsciously and not reflecting on what I what I was doing um so yeah so (laughs) I'm I'm realizing all the shit about me and how I've kind of been you know lying to myself basically like I think so much of my like I just I was just blown away so I could, I'm i right now I'm thinking of just even like my hustle concept like the hustle culture was being healed a lot during that time and like I feel like I had to do like do 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 performance performance that was like what was important too. um it was crazy and I also totally I don't know how I didn't pick up on this but I uh was very codependent so codependent I mean like it was so bad like I, I was that girl where he would if at the time the partner I was no longer with he would go do things or not want to do things, like, with me. And I would, like, cr- I was, like, I would make him feel bad for doing anything that didn't involve me. Like, I was 100% that bitch. And, and it's so bad because I didn't give off that exterior. But in my, re- and I don't, even with, like, my friends or family, I'm not, I'm not that person. But in relationships, oh, my God, I am so much, I'm so much, um, and it was bad. It was actually really bad. I I made that poor boy feel so bad about himself and all the things he did. Um and yeah, I've learned to forgive and love that version of me, which is actually pretty recent. So it was a it was a tough, tough time, tough tough time. Anyway, so yeah, a lot of codependency. But you know what's interesting and the the plot twist, which we'll go into another episode because I'm in a different relationship now. I have been for like two years now, um and it's great. And then we're trying to build a much more like conscious relationship. We're both kind of on this path in different ways. Um and I and I totally relapsed on all my codependency. Which like again, I'll say this too with relationships, because I healed like so much during that year when I wasn't with anyone that I my ego was like, I was like, oh, I am evolved. I cannot be I cannot be brought down. I cannot be. You know what I mean? Like I had I totally had that mentality because I was feeling so good. I Yeah, I I was in such a good place toward the end of that year, not the beginning, Um, but toward the end, I was in this really beautiful place, and I met the person I'm with now, and and Sam, and it was like, it was so good for a couple months, and then we'll tell the story another time, but let's just say, yeah, complete fell into so many old habits, Um, and I still do. I still work through this. It's conscious now, and it's more, I think I'm observing it a lot more, but there were times where I wasn't, and definitely just in those emotions and letting them be who I am and my behavior. So, so crazy. So again, all these things are like, you know, I have all these revelations, realizations that, that sound really amazing, but it's not like, it's like done. You know, I think I want to stress that because I think some people, including myself, fall into that feeling of like, oh, I heal, I heal, and then I'm done. I, I think it's like this ongoing thing, hence why I don't think it's important to take it too seriously. You know, like, I think I fell into that. I was in my, my shadow, like, I had to fix everything that was wrong with me, but that in itself is, like, some weird perfectionist wound that, like, and that you're broken, and there's something always wrong with you, you know, so, um, yeah, lots of weird beliefs surrounding that, but just to not take it so seriously, even though it feels so serious, and, like, I'm saying this because I'm not maybe in a moment like that, because when you're in a moment like that, it is serious, it's super fucking serious, but, um, yeah, just some perspective is all I'm trying to share, so, so I'm in the shit, right? And so I'm doing all this stuff and something important here that I'm also gaining a lot and I continue to gain a lot of because up until that point, I, I wouldn't consider myself like that. Like, I don't know. I don't wanna say emotional, but like, well, let's just say I wasn't, I I like cried, but I didn't cry all the time. Like, I think I had a lot of my my emotions were just kind of kept a little bit more inward, a little bit more to myself. Um, I think probably because of a lot of that hypervigilance or that people-pleasing uh, focus because I didn't want to, like, I, all I wanted, and this is, and I prided myself in this, is that I wanted people to open up to me. If I was at, like, a college party, like, people would come up and, like, start, you would be drunk, and, and I was like, that, this is me. This is who I am, and I loved it, but I would never do that with other people. Maybe the person I was dating, maybe, but usually never went too far um, Unless unless shit hit the fan, and then I was activated or triggered or whatever um so yeah so this whole experience I think I finally felt all of my emotions um and I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the untethered soul part of my awakening was definitely one of the first books I think it was the first book I read which also I just have to say this this is such a funny story I'm going to continue to get off track I don't know how people do this um I, I was reading so I had the untethered soul for many years my grandma gave it to me when I like graduated high school Uh, tried to read a couple pages of it and was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And I kept it, which is funny because I get rid of all my shit. Like I'm constantly, I'm someone that cannot keep her material items. I literally just lost almost all of my belongings recently. Um, whatever. Anyway, I'm very unattached to material items. But anyway, I, for whatever reason, I keep this book. So weird. I have like hardly any books. Um, like paperback or whatever and I suddenly feel called to read it and I'm like, I think I should read this again And again, it's like when you look at the cover it looks like such a sad self It has like a horse or some sh- I don't know it just doesn't like I wouldn't want people to see me reading that at the time when I was like in I was like this is so gross I cannot believe I'm reading this but I that was a big touching point for the beginning of my entire spiritual experience because that's where they introduce a lot of the observer which I'll get into but what I also wanted to touch on was just like the emotional side of everything because they talk so much about letting emotions pass through um the emotional body what I haven't read it in a while but um up until that point I'd I know that I had so much emotion just like trapped in me that I wouldn't let move because I can think of times where I would get that freeze or even like fawn response where things would happen and I would just like hold it in and tense up or whatever it was. Um, and even as a kid, I did that as a child. Uh, so that was a huge thing. But he, but what sucked about it is that I feel like, and I don't know if other people experience this, but when you open that up, because I had been like kind of locked up, locked up, um, crying only when like horrible, like my grandma died or I'm getting, we're breaking up, whatever. Um, and so I, and I could feel as time was passing on around this time, I felt more emotional. Like stuff was bubbling a lot more in me. Um, so that was interesting, but once it on, once I let it out or opened my heart, which I really do, and I still struggle to keep into that state, but this was the time where I really opened it up for the first time, and I just cried all the goddamn day, I mean, everything fucking put me into tears, like, my window wouldn't roll down, that would, like, kind of get at me, or if I saw something beautiful, like a bird, like, just a bird, I was like, god damn it, this world's gorgeous, and I would just cry all the fucking day time and honestly probably most of the people in my life are like that's exactly how you are now but but i'm just like i'm so way more okay with my emotions all of my life i've judged my emotions i've deemed them as a weakness as bad and i still have moments where i'm like oh i'm such a little bitch or i'm such a you know like i just i still have some of that negative self-talk i'm, I'm working through it but it's it's crazy to think back to just this like just, I I was so overwhelmed and there was still some judgment there, but through it, I ended up learning how to accept a lot of it and allow myself that space and give those emotions attention. They, I mean, none of them had had any, I've been ignoring so much of myself for so long. Um, and it was so, I mean, I look back, I'm sure during it, like it was just, a, it was hard. It was a really, really tough time, but so beautiful too. Like I had so like all of my emotions were coming out and being expressed and being moved through me and I could really feel them all. And I could feel them in my body. People say like, feel your feelings. And I feel like I had always been someone that had intellectualized my emotions and thought about them because of so much therapy too. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this because of this. Oh, I did that because of that. And I like wanted to understand like why I did the things that I did, but I missed the piece where it was coming. Again, moving from this this mental space and more into the to the heart space and and experiencing that and feeling it so feeling it in my actual body and those sensations and not necessarily analyzing it as much and just allowing myself to be in it so it was magical that was a that was like a huge crazy experience and again i think yeah, it's just different to read that kind of stuff, but then to actually do it. I talk about this with my partner a lot, like the, he calls it the bloodless scholar. I can't remember who said it or what it's from, but it's that concept of like reading things that people do or that's good or to try, but like to act, then the difference there is to actually do it and to actually live it out. And and that's something I try to do a lot. Hot diggity, hot diggity damn. You guys could probably hear that because this mic is nice. Um, What was I saying? Oh, god damn. Am I gonna have to go back? No. I guess we'll just keep going. All right. <laughs> That's tough. I could edit it, but um we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. So okay, we talked about emotions, all that shit. Um, the other thing I wanna say, which I already kinda mentioned with the book. So the untethered soul. Um, and I know a lot I feel like a lot of people for their spiritual experience, uh, wake up with a lot with that book and um The Power of Now. Eckhart Tolle. Tolle love that shit so um what those are also great books his books are great too uh but anyway i want to talk about the observer because like in the very beginning of the untethered soul that's something they talk about and something i still think about and try to emulate which you know i think everyone in the spiritual community is pretty pretty down for pretty on top of um but it's that idea that you have like a roommate in in your head or in your body you know like it's saying that you aren't your thoughts you aren't your body you aren't your feelings but there's this observer and that's who you actually are your actual uh being if you will um and that was pretty fucking mind-blowing to really like there's one thing to hear that kind of like okay like because i think so much of us are like oh i'm you know whatever my name is my occupation what i am as a whatever you know we all took philosophy 101 that's that's more what it sounds like but this observer role is so powerful and i'm imagining that some of you are probably like way past that concept but something i'm tackling right now or not tackling but observing also oh um, is the difference between observing and opposition. So what I mean is that ha- something that's so magical about our ability to observe it, because a lot of that just neutralizes a lot of our experience, whether that be our thoughts, or our emotions, it really can take away some of that anxiety. Or that. Dep- it's just seeing it and watching it play out and watching the roommate go bonkers, basically, is the concept. So I've been thinking about this concept, of the observer, of like, how the difference being an opposition so let's say something like let's say I have some pattern that I really don't like about myself that I'm like uh like codependency like when I kind of act like that that whatever needy bitch I don't know um I look I will observe this feeling or like my judgment on my partner or something and observing that kind of again it's just watching it it really takes it makes it a such a neutral experience so but And the reason why that's so helpful, because I think of this alternative, which I was living in and still do sometimes. And I think we can see it so much in society. It's kind of crazy. But when we oppose it, like, let's say I oppose that pattern. um, And there's two ways. I mean, anytime you're opposing this, it strengthens it so much. So if if I'm opposing that within myself... I'm strengthening that and saying that this is a bad thing about me. And then I'm a bad person or that I'm, if if I'm coming even from like an unconscious place, that that I could observe that in an oppositional uh, light. Like I'm working against it, which strengthens it um, honestly over me. Um, If I do it to my partner and I'm like, they're the fucking worst and they're this and that. Now I'm strengthening that. It also like kind of feeds the ego a little bit too when you think about it. But it's strengthening that. And then even in society, all the things that we do, we're always... Um, or let's say even like physical, which this is kind of going, I mean, I, some people think of the body as an oracle, which I definitely have. Um, I think it doesn't perfectly apply always, but I do think there is a hundred percent something to that. And I've experienced crazy shit with that. Um, but what was I saying? Oh my God, that's crazy. I feel like this is why people have another person so that they can be like, Hey, this, this is what you were just saying. Um, I need, I need one of those, uh, opposition. Okay. Yeah. So you're opposing someone. You dislike what they're saying. I cannot believe if you're still listening to this. Thank you. You're, you are a saint. You are lovely. Um, anyway, so we're talking about opposition. Y'all, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish an idea, but oh, cancer. That was my thought. Yeah. All right. Weird. Um, so let's say I had like cancer in my body. Oh yeah. Body article. So I will suddenly, if I start to see this cancer as, like, something that I have to work against, which, like, that's what we literally fund Ray's entire, pro- like, huge campaigns to say, like, oh, like, cancer's the bad guy or whatever. Or, like, whatever physical thing we're fighting it. Everything is the bad guy. We're always trying to tear down the bad guy and we're always in opposition to it. And I truthfully believe that strengthens their story and gives them all this energy. And, like, in the, in the cancer scenario, the the problem that I see with that, which obviously... You know, I, I'm not going to get into the health side of this, but so if I'm observing it, like it's still there, I get that. But instead, what I'm saying is, how do we work with it, as opposed to this is a an external thing that is globed on, or that is ruining my life, or that is this bad thing that has nothing to do with me. Um, it it really it externalizes it all and makes it like no, it's almost like dis no not disassociating, but. Hopefully that's making a little bit of sense, but just that we're adding so much strength through this opposition and giving that whatever we're trying to get rid of, oppose, it just it adds fire, fuels the fire entirely. So I feel like observing or working through or trying to come from a place of understanding um, is such a magical place that I feel like spirituality is is kind of pushing, I believe, and trying to create more space for that in in society, in the world, because I think I don't know. Someone that works a little bit on that. It's just the conflict is everywhere, it feels like. no, And there's just not, you know, there's not a lot of kindness. I totally get it. Um, but so much of that fueling of the fire and everything is against you. And, and I get it. Like, we all have our childhood trauma. We all have our shit. Like, we were taught to feel a little unsafe in our bodies, unsafe in this world. And so why wouldn't you be on the opposition? Because you have to protect your shit. I get it. I get it. But... I'm hoping as we're building a better world, hope we got some time, we got some, we're working on it. But even in your own personal world, even trying to find ways to cultivate safety in your body and in your life, that's how we change a lot of that. That's how we move to that more working with things, observing things, understanding things, forgiving things, as opposed to this other side where where we're just acting in reaction. And I've also been, man, this, you could just talk forever, y'all. This is too fun. Okay, so the concept of like reaction and revolution. So if I, something, you know, upsets me, I'm triggered, I'm activated. I'm like, what the fuck? And I wanna react and I wanna say something probably probably not good, whether it be about myself, about someone else, um, an interaction, whatever. That is, this is gonna sound a little weird. It's gonna <laughs> sound a little crazy. I'm being controlled by the other person that just reacted or just like got that reaction out of me. Whether that be someone that commented online or someone that you know, my partner says something, or my sister said. I mean, that is fully reactionary, and I am being manipulated by the other person because I'm not. I'm not living in that conscious state. I'm just fully unconscious. They just said something. I just react, blah 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 blah, and I'm you know angry. I'm pissed. Whatever it is. So that's like a form of mind control in a really weird way. But, but. The revolution side, where we really create change. We, cre- I mean, this whole other thing we're talking about—that is the—that is being conscious. That is being awake, whatever you want to call it. But being conscious suddenly, where I do think free will is stepping in, where I am aware of what someone just said, and I'm not—I I might still have that reaction again, observing said reaction, and I have a lot more choices. I, I can you know, I can maybe sit with my feelings and take a break. Maybe, maybe it's something I've worked through a lot and it just kind of mulls over um, and I can then address the situation. You know, you're just coming from a such uh, a much more centered place, uh, I believe. So that that's something that I think is coming up so much in humanity right now. And I think is a lot of what we're going to have to learn as we're trying to, you know, I'm not going to incite overthrowing the government. That's not what I'm saying, but we're changing and wanting to reform a lot of these like kind of shit old outdated systems that obviously have been needed to be changed for so long and I think we're all doing you know we're all trying we're all you know we're doing we're doing it it's a slow moving process and so many people have been doing so much great change and honestly some even from that reactionary state so I shouldn't say it's this bad bad place Um, but I think to create this full-on revolution Uh, there's going to need to be a little bit more, I think, some of that consciousness to to create the world that we're really looking for or a world where the way that we treat each other um, with so much more love and so much more, you know, and people say I shouldn't even ask for love. Like that's too much. I mean, I really see the world going there someday. I know we're a ways off, Um, but at least like respect, at least respect. Right. So, you know, those are some thoughts that I have about that or things, things that I'm, hoping for sending some love out there for for us all because I know it's not easy um okay so that's all I wanted to say about observing um I'm I'm looking over at my notes uh, briefly um okay I have a couple different topics so I well I just want to mention this I just is just an aside of how magical when you start this spiritual journey awakening what have you whatever it is the, the serendipitous like the synchronicities I know people talk about it all the time but um it's so real it is so real and it is so weird and I that might be all I want to say about that I think it is so magical like I feel like you start to notice just crazy shit in your life and I'm not even talking like just angel numbers but like things lining up in your life where something comes in where you're just like that's that's unreal i was just talking about that and now i have this opportunity to do this thing you know what i mean um i don't know yeah feel i don't know if you can like comment on these or chat with me but if anybody has those i love hearing those stories they are just this the beauty and wisdom and this divine part of existence like it's so hard to ignore when you hear those stories because you're like god damn that is just that's just too good that's just too good um, yeah, go watch the movie Serendipity. It's old. Actually, it's really bad, and it's not even related to anything I'm talking about, but it's a love story, and magical little things happen, and it's just so cute. It's like, I've literally watched, like, all of the rom-coms of basically our entire last 40 years, I think. Yeah. Mostly the 80s. Thank you, Mom. But, anyway, beside the point. Okay, I want to chat real briefly about Spirit Guides. I know. I know. So because this was a big, this was an integral part to my awakening. Um, and is still a big part of my life. Uh, fell out a little on that second awakening. We'll chat about it another time. <laughs> um, but I, I, again, I've always been very interested in this stuff. Like as a child, I remember my dad talked to like a psychic and I remember being so obsessed with like, what she say? what she said, Tell me everything. And I'm like a kid, kid. I don't know how old I was, but I want to guess like nine to, I don't know, 10, maybe 10. Um, as a kid, even, like, a small child, I can even, like, see myself sitting by, like, a window, like, talking out to the, I don't know, like, I had some weird, like, mystical feeling about the world, and I saw it in such a much more, like, loving state, and I think the more as I got older, like, realizing how the world was, I remember I would, like, just be really overwhelmed by those thoughts and really, like, kind of disgusted a little bit in some capacity, um, more sad, I was more sad, and, and even, like, in high school, I'd say stuff, and I, I very quickly understood that I was not on the same page about, shit so I think I pushed a lot of that down I'll say that now um but anyway so back to back to the spirit guide so I was super interested I I heard someone like people were just talking about this idea of spirit guides and I was like weird because I like feel like sometimes there's just moments where I don't feel like I'm alone or like I'm around something but I'm like I don't know I've never like explored it um and it's never been fearful either I'll say that because there have been times where I've traveled and I've been like I think there's a ghost in here and I'll just be like hi ghosty do not mean you well, or I, I mean you well, I mean you so well. And I would just like take a, you know, sleep there, or whatever, just like let the, I, I just feel stuff, that's all I'll say. Um, But I saw a bunch of people talking about spirit guides and I was like, fuck yeah. I wanna know if I have a little buddy helping me out. Um, So I saw someone that said, if you put your hand out, like during like a meditation, which also I should mention at this time, I'm meditating like a motherfucker. I'm meditating sometimes like hours, a day hours I know it, it was like such a weird thing I I don't know if I had never done it before I'd never explored it and I, w- I would love to tell you that it was like oh it was so hard or I started really like only with like a five minute but something about it I can just like but it, it, it's not like I'm just like empty thought I should say that it's not that I because I can do that too and I don't think I can do that for very long I'm not like I think that it will be a practice that I do for a long time but I felt like I was like I don't know if I'm trav I am like just going through weird shit sometimes when I meditate which like sometimes I'll play some like background music sometimes I did guided meditations but a lot of it's just me playing some like kind of ethereal music and I would just go for hours and I wouldn't even f- I never fell asleep. I've never fallen asleep meditating. Like I don't know what it is but I just go and do this weird crazy shit and it feels like I'm like healing and I feel like I'm like learning and ex- I, don't- I don't know. I don't I do not know. But um yeah, I've never verbalized that. I have a very weird relationship with like just getting quiet with myself or solitude or I don't know. Um weird weird shit happens. It's good. It's great. Um okay. Whoa. Uh, okay yeah so this lady's like, yeah, just go into a dark room. Just after meditating or whatever, put your hand out and like invite your guide. So I was like, sick, that's so easy. Why did nobody explain that? So this is what happens. I'm and this is during my like year I live by myself. Like I'm in a better place now. I'm like not really drinking anymore. I'm in a much more like good spiritual place like life. Life is like really good. Like life was so good for me around this time. Anyway, so I'm in I'm, my bed. I do this like whatever long meditation. And it's in the dark. Um, I might a little candle. I be a candle. I put my hand out and, and it takes a little while. I don't know how long. Time's weird, but I'm there for a while. And suddenly I get the sensation that, that someone's holding my hand. And when I tell you, I'm like, I immediately immediately bawl my eyes out like just sobbing 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 and I'm like and it's and it's not it's not sad it's so just this feeling like this wave of unconditional love like I will just thinking about it because that first moment because now I like I hold hands with my guide all the time or like have like hang out with him or whatever um I think it's him I don't know um but that was like something else you know like it was the first you know contact it was was like crazy um and it just also like kind of tore down my reality too because I was like that's never happened I didn't even like you know you just don't know what's possible uh it was weird it was weird and I think around that time I don't know if it was after or before but I was trying to like communicate a little bit with my guides and weird little things would happen in my in my external reality while those conversations and and just that the world was talking to me and I do feel like I experienced that, like that the world around me is my Oracle in a sense. It's like communicating with me or or giving me messages, whatever. Um, but anyway, so I had this crazy experience and I don't, luckily I I don't share this stuff with a lot of people because it is, I get it. I'm, I'm off my woo woo ass. I totally understand it. Um, I talked to my parents and I tell my sister, I think I told maybe one friend at the time, um, yeah, th- I think that was it, and I just kind of like couldn't believe my eyes. So I was trying to do it a lot too, and I'm just really trying to build this relationship with with my guide, um which I've taken a lot of breaks. I I it ebbs and flows for sure, but during this time, I mean, I'm just like this is the coolest fucking thing that's ever happened to me. That's what it felt like. It, it was straight magic. It was straight magic. Like I literally like even nowadays, like I just found out some crazy information about like someone thinks I'm like a psychic medium, and I had a weird reading the other day where I like. I don't know, but I'm pretty damn sure I connected to, to a dead person. Like that's never happened to me. So now I just every time shit like that happens, where it just kind of breaks down my reality and I have this magical experience. I just like feel like I'm back. I'm like, am I in Hogwarts? Like, am I a wizard? That's that's I literally, I literally feel that way. I feel I feel that way all the time. It's really weird, uh, but so fucking cool. Anyway, so I'm doing a lot of tarot at this time. Um, also, I'm I'm having a lot of dreams and asking a lot of questions. This is always something that that I find really interesting. That I still do that if I'm like dealing with something or I want to understand something more, sometimes before I go into a dream, I will ask a particular question um, and then see what the dream is and in the morning kind of reflect on maybe that. And sometimes it's not perfect or I don't totally understand it, but a lot of time I get interesting information. Like one time, because someone said you could like ask your spirit guide for their name, I think is what it was. And no joke, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is the crazy woo woo. I, you know, ask that dream and in the dream, I'm, like, with this figure. He looked kind of monster and not in a scary way. I think he was orange also. He almost seemed like a water creature. I'm, like, thinking about it right now. I don't know. Um, but so he's, like, around me. And it's, like, chill. And he tells me his name is. Uh, and I see it spelled out. This is the other weird part is that it wasn't just said. It was, like, very clearly spelled out to me. Um, like, that was important. So, and it said Devon. But it was D-E-V-O-N. So i was like sick devon um anyway look it up the next day and it totally means divine it means the divine and i was like i see i see what you did there that was good that was pretty good so and i genuinely think my spirit guide's kind of funny because we have little funny moments here and there where i'm like oh, that was good um and again i also i don't know about this i don't know about any of this that should be very clear that you should not listen to every word that this crazy lady says but i also feel like we have like maybe some og guides but or og guide maybe and that you have other guides that kind of fall in and out, like depending on the season of your life. I don't know if that's true, but it kind of feels like there's like different energy moving out, but that there's some, maybe some good constants. Um, I in particular feel like one very strong individual presence that I think is male. I don't know. It doesn't really matter if it's male or masculine. I, no, not of that matters. Um, gender fluidity. Hell yeah. We should do it. At, well, I'll do one on that too. Cause yeah, that's important. Um, anyway. So yeah, so that's an interesting thing that I don't know. I think it's worth exploring or maybe you have thoughts on it, please share because uh I think it's just fucking crazy. I think it's so fucking crazy. Um and so fucking cool. Um okay. Okay, we're we're about wrapping up. The other thing I want to mention, this is the last piece because again, these are all just kind of random components that I'm talking about in that in that awakening, that spiritual awakening that I first sort of had and this is all kind of talking about through like a year's time. And I want to talk a lot, and I think maybe next one I might talk manifested cuz that um was really apparent and interesting around that time frame too. Um but psychedelics is such a crazy thing in that in it? it. I don't know if you've ever tried them or not, and I'm not recommending them. That's definitely not what this is. But it was so interesting cuz during this whole year there was, you know, I'm in I'm in my woo woo world, right? And I It was on the docket in terms of like, it was in my brain, like I'm thinking about it, like many things, you know, you just let shit marinate. And I was like, this is something I want to do. And I remember being very drawn to shrooms and being like, that is something that I would like to do. And at the time, my, um, only friend at the time, goddamn, um, and he lived in California and he was super into it. I mean, he was in California. Oh, you might be able to hear hear our kitty. That's Kiki. She, she's so cute you might hear in the back that's all right um I'll let her in later um anyway so I go to California I go and visit him and we do mushrooms um it was like my so this is my oh no it wasn't my first time I just remembered technically this is so bad this is like so a couple days maybe a week she's so cute she's so cute okay Um, a week before, (laughs) oh my God, a week before I'm supposed to go to California to go do shrooms for the first time. Right. And he's like, so he's very safe and like, so kind and is like creating this perfect environment for me to try this thing for the first time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. But I am not that person. Uh, and if things just come up into my, I, I will, I will do them. I will make bad, I, I take risks. I'll say that I'm actually speaking of risks this weekend, going to try, uh, Bufo for the first time uh like a uh md i can't even say it it's a dmt uh that's what it is and i've always wanted to do that as well but that and this randomly came in you know what i'll tell that later um so crazy that'll be probably next episode actually because i don't know what's gonna happen we'll see if i can even make another one of these i, I really don't know um people say people are a little different after that one so who knows um i'll probably be dead so so i go and do the, so I'm going to go do these mushrooms, but then a week before I'm with a diff some other friend that came and visited and uh, some of her other friends are there and I'm like not jiving with them, right? Like, And so I'm a, we, this is like, we went to a party um, and it's a bunch of people I don't know. And we're like drinking a little bit and they're like, we should do some shrooms. And I'm kind of like, that's so weird. I'm gonna go do those soon. But I'm like, yeah, like, I'm not gonna say no. Cause I'm like already, like my mind's already made and this is randomly coming into my reality. So, and I'm a little drunk, right? So, like, someone's driving us and the randomly stuff with this dude, he gives us, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe. So, I'm just like, and they're just whole mushrooms. So, someone in the front passes me one and, you know, not, nothing's totally, like, I'm having a little bit here and there. I'm getting really giggly. I'm making a lot of jokes. I think I'm actually, I remember, I was like, I think I was triggering my friend because she threw up. She was not having a good time and she, yeah, we won't get into it. Um, but so I'm getting like real giggly having a good time and then something happened because I'm taking more and because we'd all took our amount and then I kept taking them and they were like, we don't want the rest. Um, you should have them because I was being like, I was being the little class clown making jokes, being that good time that, that I thought I had to be, you know, and I'm just having fun. I'm genuinely just letting whatever's out and it was honestly not gonna lie. It was a ride. I felt like a little stand-up comedian. It was a good time. I'm having a blast. So I take way more and I don't nobody's measuring shit they're just a bunch of mushrooms everywhere and I'm just like nom 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 and there's some other dude we're at some other dude's house and I'm like keep talking to this guy it was it was like I was just so I felt so social I was being so weird and I'd like cry because like certain things were so beautiful in the apartment I was like it was just whatever shit show I don't know what I'm doing she's so sad so then I decide I'm like Suddenly, I'm realizing that I'm feeling like a little more like I'm like, mm, I feel like I need to leave like I was like I need to go because at this point the only person that I actually knew had gone to bed because they weren't feeling so good And then I'm stuck with these other girls and I don't even know what the fuck they were talking about But like not what you talk about when you're on psychedelics. like they were like, oh, yeah Like I might get Botox and I'm like, what the f- what the fuck am I doing here? I was like, what am I? Why am I here? So I'm like trying to order an uber my phone's about to die and I'm like, oh, my God, I I have to go. And they're being like, no, no, no. We're like soul sisters. We're on this journey together. And I just felt so unsafe. I don't know why. And, like, this is, like, such... This is... I should also just say, if you did ever do these, this is, like, the worst. This is not a good... Inter- like, I shouldn't have done that. Um, although, no regrets. No regrets. Because it gets good. Um, so, I <laughs> I... I'm like, no, I really got to go. And I'm just like, you know, I do the whole I'm tired. like I just got to get out of here. So I order the Uber and I don't know where I'm at either. I'm at some other person's place. So I order it and I'm waiting and my phone dies. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, uh, but I'm like on shrooms too. So I'm kind of like, it'll be fine. I walk out it's dark of course and I'm just like kind of walking around and I, and I told them I I totally straight lied I was like because in my head I'm like I need to get out of here so bad that I'll just walk home where I've, I don't know where I am but I'll get there turns out I was pretty far from my house I was like near an airport I don't know anyway so I like walk out and I'm like literally just like walking around I'm just walking around and I randomly see this car and they said this is so bad do not ever do this I hope my parents don't listen to this it was really bad But I'm like roaming around in the dark. I'm like, oh, God, I hope my Obra is like somewhere around here. But like also not too worried because I'm on Zoom. So I'm having kind of a good time. I'm like, oh, this guy's so pretty. Um, But I'm like not, I'm not really tripping too hard. So eventually I see this car and they stop and they're like, Jessica. And I'm like, that's me. And then I, so when I got into this car and I, it starts, right? Like I thought that was the trip. I was like, oh yeah, streams are cool. Like you giggle, it's a fun time. It was I, Mm -mm. so I am in this car and we start going to to my home and I'm looking outside. I'm like, oh my god, everything looks like fireworks. Everything, the lights, and I'm like, holy shit. And looking back, I think I was like coming up and it was it was good. I actually had like no, I got so lucky on that that trip um I get home and I just like can't sleep I'm just like blown away I'm looking at everything like my my floors are fucking crazy I can't be inside and it's dark it, this is nighttime we're at about like midnight maybe 1 a.m at this point and I actually step outside and I start walking I'm li- lived near a high school at the time I go and I start walking on the grass and the grass is moving oh and then I start putting in music I think I listen to the Beatles like a total just I know cliche But I'm watching the grass, like, move and dance with me. I'm just, like, dancing outside in the dark. And it's, like, wet. And it just rained. So I'm in my... Actually, those shoes got... I threw them away the next day because I just, like, walked through the water. And they got all fucked up. It was so... I was just on another planet. It was cosmic. It was the most... One of the more cosmic experiences I've ever had. It was total... I did not mean to do that, Really. Um, so it was crazy. So I had this great experience and then I do it again like a week later and he was, oh, he did not like that I did that. But he's a very, very sweet, very caring, borderline, very protective person. He's like, that's really not the best way to do that. Um, but then my second time was uh, even a million times better. Uh, I did way more. I think, actually, I don't know how much we did. Maybe like two grams. I'm not sure. Um, but that was just like a really happy Joyous, lovely. I was in California in the sun. We did it again, and we went to like the this was it the same. We went to a park. Maybe it was San Francisco Park. Fucking gorgeous. That that park is absolutely maybe my favorite park I've ever been to in my life. And I've been to a lot. I've traveled a lot. Central Park, cool. But like something about that during like sunset. Ooh, baby. It was good. Um, So yeah, and that was also, and I want to say this about psychedelics because I know a lot of people, like I've totally had a bad trip before, which we'll talk about another time. <laughs> um, But I've had like not good experiences for sure, but mostly all really positive. And I think one of the big things that psychedelics gave me, especially during that point in my life and during the awakening, because I had been so honestly hyper focused on the negativity on the shadow work i was like i i and i still fall into it sometimes with that obsessive nature to like just keep working on myself working on myself and i think unfortunately that comes out of a lot of this like self-development ends up turning into this like weird hustle culture to like work on yourself so much and be like i journal so much and i figured this all out and i'm not like this anymore like this like weird chase for like enlightenment that like i don't really think exists but like sorry sorry if that bursts your bubble but anyway so i think psychedelics actually gave me a lot of the light like i think i'd been living in a lot of that oops oops i think i had been living in a lot of that dark essentially and i was able to live in a lot more of that light and i think yeah and psychedelics are just fun and they're weird whoa and they can be dark i don't actually don't know how to turn that off oops um but yeah i think that's all i wanted to say about that but they're they're cool and um i'd love to share those experiences uh with you guys i think for mushrooms typically around that time i was just doing them by myself um which i almost i've heard that some people that that, that's like not very normal that you do it more with other people which i think is also super fun and super great but i also think if you're trying to do like some of that quote-unquote work or like connect with yourself um a lot of self-love i think there's a lot of magic that can happen there so i had a lot of really fantastic experiences i did try micro dosing I haven't tried it in several years. Uh, I know people absolutely love it. I didn't quite enjoy it. It actually gave me a little bit more of some, like, I don't know. I think the issue, <laughs> I should I should preface, when I'm by myself or when I'm not going to, like, my. at the time I had a, like, corporate job. So when I went to the corporate job and I would be out on a dicing day, then then I couldn't do it. But on normal days, it was totally fine. So it did add some weird agitation or it created this weird disconnect there. So, you know, it wasn't my favorite thing. Um, but just doing, like, normal trips, like, you know, I don't know how often I was doing, whenever I felt called or whenever it felt right. Um, but could be something I explore again. I'm, I'm also I used to write quite a bit about psychedelics just because uh, I think they're the sh- I think they have the potential to help a lot of people, especially um, people with terminal illness and uh, addiction. One hundred percent think they can they're worth a shot um among other things like depression anxiety whatever so uh and now we're already seeing a lot of that change so we could we could do an episode on that at one point but um things are really moving in a positive direction so I'm super stoked on that um but yeah so just a cool cool thing because I think I think that they can seem really scary and <laughs> they can be and they are and they should be like held with a lot of respect um but but yeah I'd love to share stories or, or things about that because I do I do think they're fun I love hearing people's trip stories because they're just they're just funky. Um, but yeah, and and the bad and the good, because I have one in particular that's like a total shit show that I can cheer on here too. Um, but anyway, and and this weekend, in this weekend, if that all goes as planned and I feel, you know, I'm there and I'm like, yes, I want to do this, um, we're going out into like the boonies, I think, too, like near like some hot springs, some canyons. It'll be, it'll be pretty cool. So, uh, and it's like with like a bunch of meditation and breath work. It's nice. It's like a full little safety spiritual setup. So, um and some new peeps for me to meet so I'm excited um and I'd love to share that as well with you guys so hopefully hopefully I can do that hopefully I have words after that experience so um I think that's everything I just wanted to share a little bit about my uh initial awakening because I have this weird feeling that people are going through that right now um and maybe we can just relate to it um because it does happen to me a second time <laughs> uh, it's crazy it's really crazy uh all this whole ride is such a journey and honestly awakening i don't even really know what it means but i feel like i i think there are good ways to kind of chunk out your life sometimes but basically a time where you kind of reinvigorate to to living to being conscious to being awake um so so pretty pretty fucking cool. Anyways, yeah, um, I do a lot of tarot, so you guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm way more, I do way more on TikTok. Um, it's the underscore root, R-O-O-T-E, it's got an E at the end, I don't know. I can tell that story another time, but, um, yeah, you can, I'm thinking about putting up a website too, but yeah, you guys can contact me there or follow me there, um, and then also YouTube, which I think it's the same name, so I'm gonna put these up on on the youtubes as well as well as make um some other videos for you guys so yep and let me know feel free to ask questions or topics i also have a patreon if you want to join that um that's always nice and appreciated but not required um but yeah i'd love to hear feedback and topics or questions that you guys have that would be awesome and i'd love to delve into that and then tell fun stories okay or if you think i should bring someone on i i'm thinking i'll do a while just on my own but like i think eventually i want to have bring my partner on talk more about relationships um, just, in, in, yeah, I want this to be personal and authentic, but I'm also open to bringing in a lot more insider education. If that's something that, that people are interested in or people are wanting. So, so it's all very fluid, baby. It's very open. Oh man. All right. Well, that's it. Little sugar plums, little pea pods, little babies. Whoa. It's almost like ASMR, but I hope that sounds nice. Mm. I hope you like that. Oh, that might be too much. All right. Love you all. So very much. Good day.